This morning we'll be reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 1, The Way of the Righteous and the Wicked. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like a chafe that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. This is the word of the Lord. All right, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you guys all here this morning. Um, my name is Darren, I'm one of the elders here at, at Pillar, and it is... Really encouraging to see you guys all here this morning. Um, so as Ron said, this is the last Sunday of 2020, the last day of 2023, right? And it's exciting to be here. Um, who is all going to stay up to watch the ball? I don't know if they, I guess, show the ball dropping here, but who at least stays up till midnight? Is anybody? Right? There's, there's a couple of men that's actually a lot more fun. Who are the people like me who go to bed at their 1030? There you go. I like the parents, I like that. No, that's good, right? Like, I like to be on that group too. All right, so today, like, we are going to look at Psalms 1, right? this wonderful Hebrew poetry. So let's pray, and then we'll get down to work. Dear Lord God, you are so loving, gracious, Lord, you are a good father. Lord, I pray, Lord, that today that you would soften our hearts, Lord, Lord, speak to us so clearly in your word that we can just grow in it, abide in it, and think of you consistently, Lord. We're always glorifying you. Lord, and I pray, Lord, whatever words are that, you, that need to be said, Lord, you speak through me, and you be glorified today. In your holy, precious name, Jesus, amen. All right, so with it being the end of the year, it's always a good time to like, reflect about your previous year. Right? How has God worked through your life? What things, have, what things maybe have you grown in? What things have you maybe struggled with? Maybe how has God worked in your heart? Right, for me, personally, that's been a fantastic season of just growth. So many things, so many things just spiritually people impacting my life, the dinners that we have, the conversations that we have, the people that we meet with, it has just been a great time of growth. But also, we also had, man, so many days up at Akuma. It's like, that is like our happy place to go up there and sit on the beach. We let the kids roam, kind of do whatever they want. It's just a good season for them as well. Um, and, but also, some things just happened in the world in 2023 too. So I just did a, a quick Google search. I just found, well, there's obviously a lot of things, but three things I just kind of want to look at. The first thing, just a just significant increase of the like, artificial intelligence. Right? You got the chat GPT out there now. And just things have just been booming. Like The world is definitely turning. The next thing is Hamas attacked Israel. Right? That kind of impacted us quite a bit. It's still going on. 
It's just a big thing that happened in 2023. Then something else that maybe, maybe you didn't know, that India passed China with the world's most populous country. I was like, that's kind of interesting, for sure. But even for us here locally, there's a lot of big things that happen just locally here with us, right? Babies are popping out like crazy. <laughs> they keep on coming out. All right, maybe you change positions in your work. Maybe you PCS in here. Maybe you're TAD here, TDY here, whatever it may be. You're here, um, here with us here today, right here on this beautiful tropical island. All right, maybe, maybe you got promoted. Maybe you're, you didn't get promoted, right? Just so many things happen. But also with this time of like reflection, we can also then look forward to, to like 2024, the new year's coming. Who does like new year's resolutions? There's a few, there's not as many hands as the, as the stand up till midnight. Yeah, that's okay. Because a lot of times like, we, we anticipate like those new year's resolutions typically go away, right? Because typically like when I did one before, it's always, always about fitness. Like I want to run, like a, a, a sub six minute mile, I want to lift so much weight. This is when I was in shape. I'm not in shape anymore. <laughs> now it's just my goal is just not to get injured. <laughs> right? Right, well, or maybe even like the bucket list items to go travel, go see all these different things that we want to go do, right? In 2024, do all these good things. But also just in general too, there's all those just maybe not goals or resolutions that you have, but life is still going to happen, right? Like more babies are coming very shortly in a few months. People are going to be PCSing, a lot of different transitions and just different things. Right? Maybe you want to like read so many books, but what about spiritually? Maybe you have like a Bible reading plan that you want to do. Right, the New Year's resolution. But what typically happens with New Year's resolutions? They quickly fade. The people that were going to be motivated in the gym in January, by February, it's trickled back out. The reason why I say that is because so many of us have these busy lives. And many of us like, you work nonstop, early in the morning, come home late at night. All the TDYs to Thailand, to mainland, to Hawaii, whatever it may be, going on the mule for four, five, six months at a time. Right? And the mom's raising the kids at home and just all the busyness of life. There was one professor that I had in my New Testament survey class, and he said something that I will never forget. It just impacted me, and it's going to hopefully impact just the way I think in the future as well. Right, so he said, like, so I take classes online, so we was in, in a Zoom meeting with other people. He's like, I understand that most of you guys have full-time jobs, working the 40, 50, 60 hours a week. I understand most of you guys have, have families with wife, kids that require your attention. Most of you guys probably serve in the church that you are with too, which requires a lot of time. Right? And I, he's like, I understand that some of you guys are not going to be able to put the most amount of, I guess, attention and detail and effort into the classes maybe you would like. But my goal for you for this class is that you would know and love Jesus more. It's like, I can get behind that. Right? And this professor, he is, he is one of those uh, 70, 80-year-old men. It just, like, wisdom just, like, pours out of him. He just had this pastoral type of I guess, facade, or like about him. Like he just cared for his people. And 
And like, whenever he, like, if he forgot his glasses, his glasses were like this thick. Whenever he forgot his glasses, yeah, because he had like read, get it really close. And I don't think he was legally able to drive, so his wife had to drive him places. But just his care for his people, like, to know and love Jesus more. And that is my encouragement for you guys, too, going into 2024. That we would grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and love him more. Right? Because through that love, then that will transform the world. So today we are going to look at Psalms 1, which is just an important wisdom psalm that sets the stage for, the book, for all of Psalms, the wicked versus the righteous. Right? So my main idea for today is the way of the righteous exists in Jesus alone. Throughout the text right, that Tracy read, Right, there's, it seems like to be a comparison. The wicked, the righteous, right, the, the, chi, the, the tree and the chafe. Like this back and forth, the sinners and the righteous. So my, the main points that I have here this morning, I kind of went with that a little bit. These comparisons. The, so I have avoid versus pursue, abide versus wander, and then we're just going to rest. Rest in him. So before we look at these three points. So we have to look at this one word at the beginning. It says, blessed. Blessed. When we think of blessed, what do we think about? I, we say it all the time. Like, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Look at my car. I'm so blessed. I have this family. Look, I'm so blessed. But what if you don't have any of those things? What if you don't have any funds? You don't have a bank account? You don't have any savings? Can you be blessed? What if you don't have that fancy car? Right? What if your Ohi car breaks down? Like, I guess you're not blessed. Because there was a time when I thought being blessed was getting some material thing. Oh, I made this good investment. I'm blessed. I had this sweet car because I had a Mustang and it was fast and it was cool. Blessed. I was super skinny and in shape. Blessed. I put, that put more focus on, on me and my materialism and the stuff than what the true meaning of blessed is. Because I was happy because of my circumstances, not because of my relationship with Christ. It's here in the text. It does not say, you know, blessed is the king, blessed is the famous, or blessed is the rich. No, it's blessed is the man. Blessedness is attainable for the poor, for the sick, for the hurting, for the forgotten, those obscure people, the people who have nothing. In Matthew 5, this will show up here in a second, right, the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. So when we think of a blessed, it's not, it's not the materialism. Because none of those things say anything about prosperity or wealth. 
No, it is a closer relationship with Christ, an intimate relationship with him. Because blessedness is a complete satisfaction in him, a deep-suited joy, happiness, contentment in God. So when we think of this blessed man, it does not matter about his, the social status or the wealth or whatever thing he has, a fancy thing. He is blessed because he is right with God. So when we have this joy, this contentment in who we are in Christ, we are focused on him and bringing him glory. We avoid those certain worldly things. I'm just going to bring up my first point here. Avoid versus pursue. Because right? avoid. There is a way they will not walk. There is a way they will not stand. There is a way where they will not sit. In verse 1, it's, like, it's progressive, this, the, the walk, stand, sit. Because right? it's, meaning it escalates from one to, to the other. Because right? sin is progressive. When one state leads to another. For just an example, right? if, we, if we hide something, something that we know that is sinful, we hide it. And then we probably, down the road, we're going to have to probably lie about it. You're going to have to deceive somebody about it. You have to cover it up. Right? Just, it just it continues to build on it. This, it's just a hot mess. And when that secret gets out, when that closet door opens or it's, the rug is pulled, it's just ugly. Progressive, the walk, the stand, and sit. Now, because if we would do the opposite of that, if we would walk with bad counsel, what do you think would happen? Right. Probably, probably do the bad, evil deed, right? Like, if you're going to give the bad counsel and you listen to it and you do it, that's typically what would happen, right? There's not, I don't try to do hard questions, guys. It's okay. There's, right, there, isn't, there is a lot of bad advice in the world, so so many different sources. But a blessed person who is right with God knows how to stay away from it, how to discern the counsel of it. Like, is this godly advice, right? And the practical way we can do that, right, obviously, we search the Bible, right? Ask another person, somebody else that you would trust in order for that to do that. The counsel advice, that, the wisdom bomb that that professor gave me, like, that was godly advice. To know God more daily. And then when I was stationed one time in Korea, I'm from the Midwest, so I've never seen the subway before or anything like that. So I was pretty shocked, maybe like a little bit overwhelmed the first time I went there. All right, so, um, so we're going to the subway, we get our tickets, go down to the, go to the gate, right, go down the stairs, right, and we're just standing on this big platform. I'm just kind of just waiting. The train system there is definitely on, on point, so we just had to wait a few minutes before the train showed up. You know, more people started coming in, and um, it started like, getting pretty crowded, right? But the train rolls up, the doors fly open, right? People just start coming out. And I was standing like in the wrong spot. So my friend like pulled me out of the way. He's like, hey man, what are you doing? You're standing in the wrong spot. Because that's what happens if we're standing in the wrong spot. If we're in the, the line of sinners, we're going to get drawn with the sinners as well. It's so quickly how we can just be standing there and all of a sudden it leads to something evil. All right, we needed to avoid that path. Avoid the way of sinners. And also, the sitting with the scoffers. Now, it seems like it's just a no-brainer, but let's, let's just take it one step farther. 
Like, how are just we overall communicating towards one another? Or how are we communicating with our spouse? How are we communicating with our kids? Do we quickly escalate our voice, yell at our kids, argue with our spouse and fight? Or even the people at work, our coworkers as well? Right? Are there, is, is it encouragement or is it hurtful? Have we done these things? Have we used that poor counsel? Have we stood in the path, gone with the crowd, we sat with the mockers and, and put people down? Yeah, I know I have. I've done all these things. The sin with the bad counsel stood with the sinners, mocked, left out. All right, we, lots of times it's just in our immediate house too that unfortunately that's where the hardship is. All of these things we are told to avoid, right? Not do them. We are told not to avoid them because it is for our good. Our heavenly fathers know what is good for us. So then who is righteous? Who is this blessed man? How can we become blessed? Only in Jesus Christ. He has made us righteous. He has made us blessed. It's only because of him that we are right with God. The way of the righteous exists only in God. So then if we need to avoid something, then we need to pursue something. Right? And this brings it to the next verse as well. We go closer to him by pursuing him, by desiring him, drawing close to him, delighting in him. Delighting in his word. Here in the Psalms, it refers to, refers to the law. The law refers to the whole Bible, though. Not just the first five books, right, called the Torah. The whole Bible, because it explains the whole, whole purpose of the creation. The fall, redemption, and then restoration. The creation where God created everything. And it was perfect. And it was good. In Colossians 1.16, it's like everything was created by him and for him. Right? Everything was perfect. But then the fall. Adam and Eve sinned. Then sin entered the world and that, that perfect was tainted because of sin, the ugliness, because of the first sin. We all are sinners. Right? If you just look at those first three things, what we're told to avoid, we have all have done some correlation to that for sure and broken that relationship with God. Then redemption. The creation fall redemption. Because only through Christ can we be reconciled to God. It's only by his blood that we can be saved. Because he died on the cross. He didn't, he was, he was perfect. But he died on the cross for us. Forever, forever forgiving our sins. This is the gospel. Right? We talked about the gospel according to Mary. This how this gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, was anticipated. Right? We'd looked back before that, then we even talked about the kings, where they were not sufficient. They continually sinned and rebelled against God. All of this brought up to Jesus, the perfect man. And he is the solution to our sin problem. Then restoration. There is one day where Christ's blood and we be restored into his likeness. One day we'll experience that perfect restoration in our relationship with him when Christ returns to bring us home. So during this whole Bible, 
the creation, the fall, redemption, restoration. We can delight in it. Delight in it. When a person delights in something, you don't have to beg him to do it. When Tracy asked me to do the dishes, what do I do? I definitely don't delight in it. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, man. Look over at the counter, man. That's a lot of dishes. Kennedy, go do them. <laughs> right? We grumble and complain. But do we delight in God's word? Now, time you can like measure how much you delight in something by how much you just hunger for it. Right? We, we eat, what, three meals a day, maybe sometimes more, sometimes whatever diet you guys are on. We kind of, but we hunger for it. We need to hunger for it. We delight in his word. Continually be fed. But he also meditates on it. Meditation, when we think of meditation, a lot of times, I think different religions or different mindsets of, of it is like you empty your mind. But meditation is to, the goal for meditation, Christian meditation is to fill your mind with God's word. Right? Carefully think about each word. If you really like slow down, desire, meditate, focus in on these words, it's so much deeper than just that surface level reading and taking the time to read it to dig deep, because that is truly where the treasure is. Now, when I think of meditating, I think of a cow. And this cow looks like he's been meditating a lot because he looks, looks pretty big. But the brain, he's just they're consistently chewing on it. All right, if you know anything about cows, they have five stomachs, I think. Right, Jack? Okay. He knows a lot of answers. All right. They have a lot of stomachs, but they have... Um, a stomach where they regurgitate the stuff that they like, weren't able to digest and then continually to chew it. Right? So when you ever go to a farm where you see a cow where they're always chewing, they're probably chewing on their cud, which is just that stuff that they kind of threw up in their mouth and kept on chewing. <laughs> it is kind of gross, but, that's, but they want to get every bit of nutrients out of the straw, the hay, the alfalfa that they ate to, to be able to, for them to be able to digest it. That's what they continually do. Just, med- just continually chew on God's word. Continually think about God's word and how much that will impact your life. Right? Because when, when we immerse ourselves in God's word, we'll shape then our minds and then that will naturally shape in how we live. So guys, my prayer for you and for 2024 is that we avoid those temptations. I mean... Avoid the temptations of the world and pursue him. Meditate him. Focus in on him. Because the way of the righteous exists in Jesus alone. And let's know Jesus more through that. So the next comparison that is displayed here in the text is like abide versus wander. The tree versus the chafe. All right, and I love the illustration of a tree just because it's I think of just the big like redwood forest where it takes like 10 people with their hands connected in order to like wrap their arms around. Just, just that big, just massive. Because just that environment they're in is just so wonderful for them to be able to grow in. Now, it will never wither away as well because it is continually getting what it's needed. The continual being fed by the water. Right, it just t- takes, a, takes a picture of God's word, allowing it to take, uh, allowing that God's word to take root into your life will grow, and it'll finally see fruit. It just, it just describes a continual growth, a seasonal work, as just a satisfaction in your life. Now, John fifteen four through five. 
talks about the vine. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is, he it is that bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Abiding in him, resting in him, soaking in on him. So a few months ago, I learned that you can plant your own pineapples. I think I learned at Pineapple Park. <laughs> I don't think I'm even joking. So I either I read it there or something like that, where you cut off the head of a pineapple and you put it in the ground, it'll grow a pineapple, which is super cool. So what did I do? I cut a head off a pineapple. We eat a lot of pineapple. Jude's my pineapple eater. Right? So we cut off the head, we cut all the good stuff, and we plant it. So what, so, but what's wrong with this picture? There's no pineapple. Man, joke's on me. No. Right, but the pineapple is still growing. It takes time for it to bear fruit. It's just not going to, once you plant it, it'll grow. It takes time to bear, to bear fruit. Because growth is necessary in order to produce fruit. A believer needs to grow in order to produce fruit. Guys, it takes time. Right, and you think of just the fruit of the spirits, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right, those don't, aren't going to happen overnight. And if anything, we're all continually growing in all of those. We're not perfect at all by any means. So we can't get discouraged when a new believer doesn't have this immediate fruit. Or even us, we don't always have that immediate fruit. It takes time for that to develop and grow. But there also might be seasons where you are not producing any fruit. Maybe you're just going a hard season in your life where you need to get well. You need to take care of yourself. You need maybe others to pour into you who are bearing fruit in order to help you. Like, that's why we are a family, guys. That's why we are a church. That's why we come together and we have life together. That's why we have those missional communities. That's why we come here on Sundays, right, for encouragement, to understand his word and abide in it, abiding in him. Because apart from that, there is no life. We're not attached to Jesus Christ. There is no life, and there no fruit will then be produced. Because the way of the righteous exists in Jesus alone. Now then, the complete opposite of the tree, the chafe. If you don't know our chafe, it's just that light outer, light outer casing, sorry, excuse me, of the shell around the grain. Right? It is it is absolutely worth it. It has no value. It just wanders, blows in the wind when it is done. It doesn't even take much effort to do it. And how they would, and how they would do it, the farmers would do it, they would bring their harvest right into the threshing floor, crush them, and that would kind of separate the grain from the chafe and the, from the stalks, and they would then toss that in the air like the picture shows there. So it's just like, like a big cloud and off it goes into the wind because it has no weight to them. That is just how unstable sinners are, the unlocking and substance that sinners are. Guys, so my prayer for you guys for 2024 is that we do not wander, but we abide in him, rooted in him. We meditate on him, depending on him and his righteousness. And his righteousness, through his righteousness, then we are blessed, that we are right with God.
And then that, that fruit that we produce, we use it to glorify him and not ourselves. So then my last point here is about rest. Because there is a dangerous future for those who have not put their faith in Jesus Christ for their salvation. Right? They have no legs to stand on. Their life, all their works are in vain. But maybe I just described you. Maybe this is the first time you heard about who Jesus Christ is. Because he is the righteous one. It is only by him that we can be saved. By his blood was the perfect sacrifice. Right? And it's almost humbling to think about that final day. At one point, guys, we are all going to be judged. He's going to separate the wicked from the righteous the chafe from the seeds, the sinners from the righteous. We need to have a heart for the people that are lost. We need to care for those people that are lost. I'm glad the Lord knows. I'm glad that the Lord knows because it is up to him and not me. Because if it was just up to me, I'd be stuck in my sin, which would lead then to destruction. In verse 6, I'm going to just read it one more time. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So verse 6, literally, in its original language, the Lord knows the way of the righteous. The Lord knows the way of the righteous, literally. This truth should give us almost great comfort because it's all up to him. It's not depending on us. The Lord knows his people. And it is evident in having that security of our salvation, we can have rest that we are his chosen people. The righteous guys have placed their faith in Jesus Christ. Have you guys placed your faith in Jesus Christ? Because the key to living a blessed life, that blessed and blessed is the man, is having faith in God and living and glorifying him. Not avoiding those things and abiding in him. So then my prayer and my hope for 2024 is that we continue, guys, to grow in the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And then through that love, that we can go and tell the world. And through that love, we can abide and care for one another as well. Because the way of the righteous exists in Jesus Christ alone. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word. We thank you, Lord, for your righteousness. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for caring for us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this church. Lord, we pray, Lord, that this upcoming year we will be growing in you, growing in our knowledge of you, growing in our relationship with you. I pray, Lord, that we abide in you and just soak up your truth, Lord, every day, Lord, in your holy, precious name. Amen.